take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at couplesynergy. And please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couples Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about attraction, attraction force. And, and this is a concept that a lot of people know about, but we talked a little bit more about it in a previous podcast. And we were talking about it from a perspective that this is a, a basic characteristic that gives a couple the best potentiality for success in their marriage. Right. We did a podcast on if you could randomly, if you could know for sure you were in a winning relationship versus random, you don't know if it's going to win or not, what would you pick? And one of the elements that absolutely needs to be a part of a winning relationship is... Attraction force. Attraction force. So let's talk a little bit about attraction force and okay. what that is. And we want to differentiate that from some other words that use the word attract. Mm-hmm. So attract, I'm reading from a dictionary now. Whose dictionary? It's Merriam-Webster. Merriam-Webster. I love the dictionary. It's got all the other books in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the word attract as a verb to draw to or toward oneself cause to approach to draw by emotional or aesthetic appeal. So there's an there's a, a intent. I want to attract someone. I want to be attractive. Mm-hmm. Right. And that would go with the opposite of I find someone attractive. So I've been attracted. Right. Right. But attraction So attract is you are trying to bring someone towards you. Mm-hmm. And attractive is that you have been attracted. Yeah, the definition here of attractive is having or relating to the power to attract, arousing interest or pleasure. So something has grabbed your attention Attention. and you have found it to be pleasurable, Mm -hmm. whether it is anything more than that, right? Right. Where attraction... The definition is the act or power of attracting personal charm, an attractive quality, object, or feature, or three, which is what we're talking about, a force tending to draw two particles together. Hmm. Attraction force. So there's no force, there's no energy in attract or attractive. There is... You're, you're almost creating... To attract, you are creating right. that force. Right. You're trying to bring something towards you. And an attract, 
attractive or no attracted means that you have been drawn to that other being yeah right? it, when you're in a place of attract attracting and attractive there's a hollowness to it because it's always based on something you find that you lack mm-hmm. and this is how people are really good at doing sales because they try to sell you that this thing over here is going to take care of that need over there and attraction that force has none of that it no. just is there it means that it is just it's that pulling it is. you right mm-hmm. it just and exists yeah it just exists and there, there wasn't lack that it's trying to fill up it's it's a a force that moves you towards something greater and both people equally mm-hmm. towards each other. So we we talked about this in a previous podcast that that attraction force is something that couples have said when we interview them. Is that when they first met their partner, they just felt like this is their person. Right? And that's that attraction force that was just that just existed mm-hmm. between the two of them. Drew both people towards each other. And at that point in a relationship, there is an awful lot of passion. Mm. Yeah, so we should differentiate between attraction force and passion. So if we go back to the dictionary, interestingly, it says, the sufferings of Christ between the night of the Last Supper and his death, strong feeling, the emotions as distinguished from reason, rage, anger, Ardent affection. Ardent affection. That is very interesting. We'll talk more about that. Uh, An object of affection or enthusiasm, sexual desire, a strong liking or desire for or devotion to some activity. Yeah, so many of the other definitions I found for passion was strong and barely controllable emotion. A strong feeling or emotion, an object of someone's love, liking, or desire. And passion is a strong desire that can get you to do amazing things. And probably not so amazing (laughs) things, too. Passion is an emotion to be acted upon. Without action, passion yields no worthwhile results. Passion is the fuel in the fire of action. So when we talk about bonding, connection with two human beings, often a great deal of passion is involved. And that passion is is part of that really big push force that brings two people together. So I I would say that attraction force is that force that exists in the beginning of a relationship that draws two people together. Mm -hmm. And passion is the gasoline on that fire. Right. And what happens when there is no force that brings two people together and it's based on attract and attractive that place of lack but it also has passion so that is sexual attraction typically it's just a Mm -hmm. basic sexual attraction and that is one of the characteristics that's necessary in the beginning of a relationship right to give you the best potentiality for success but it is not the end-all be-all right we're making a distinction here between sexual attraction and attraction force so if you think about going on Tinder. Are you talking about a dating yeah. app? Yeah. Tinder well, in, in particular, one that's meant that in this moment, I'm looking for someone else that wants to have sex. 
Okay. Right. So an app like that. And so that comes from a place of lack, right? I, I feel lonely or I feel horny. I feel something. Mm-hmm. And I want that need fulfilled. But then when the act is over and there's nothing to sustain that, the two people go away. Mm-hmm. But if that need comes back, they might seek each other out again to fulfill that again. And that's the difference between that lack. And if the lack is there, then then there can be another person that we go to fulfill that. But we don't really care about that person. We right. don't really want to bond, tether. So that the word ardent, I think, is really key when you're, we're looking at passion. And ardent means characterized by warmth of feeling, typically expressed in eager, zealous support or activity. Fiery hot. Fiery hot. So ardent. this isn't I'm coming to you because I have a need. Mm-hmm. It's I have a strong, warmth desire to be with you and want you to feel good in the world, want you to feel loved. And I think what happens when the passion that we're talking about, about forging that original bond between two people isn't necessary after the bond is formed. What's necessary after that is something different, something that is much more subtle and much more secure and certain. Mm -hmm. I I really want to count on you. Are you going to show up? Are you going to pay the bills? Are you going to take care of the kids? Are you going to go to work? Are you going to be there? they're consistently demonstrating that bonding behavior and the ability to be able to be counted upon. Oh, I'm going to use your analogy about your gas on the pedal. Oh. So if passion is you put the pedal to the metal and you zoom, but then once you get up to the speed, you can go on cruise control. You don't need that, that big push mm-hmm. of acceleration because you're already moving. And I think people confuse that, that push, that acceleration with love sometimes. And I think when people are talking about toxic relationships, they're seeking that piece out as opposed to the certainty and connection and safety and growth that you can get in a long-term committed relationship. And that sexual attraction, sexual passion can be addictive. Yes. Because what you're talking about here is that it's never enough, Mm -hmm. right? And it's impulsive and it's reactionary. And it is, it can seem like a very strong bond, but it is a, actually a very fragile bond. It's easy. I used to think about that as like, if you jump into a swimming pool, it's just as easy to get out of it as it is to get into it. But if you step in quicksand and you're slowly sinking in, you can get out so easy. And I think what we're talking about is that, that piece that is... It, there's more of a stability to it, both in the joining of it and the in the leaving of it. And I remember when I was first dating you, I remember that feeling of, okay, I can see where my head's in the clouds, but I can also feel my feet on the ground. Yeah, and well, in like previous relationships, I couldn't feel my feet on the ground. It swept me. Mm-hmm. And that sweep made things very unstable and very not healthy. And, and, I, and I knew because my feet were on the ground, I was really consciously choosing, even though there was a great passion and desire to be with you, there was also a grounding in myself t- to not do that at the expense of myself, where I may have mm-hmm. done that in the past. I for sure had done that in the past. Mm-hmm. So that type of relationship where your head is in the clouds and your feet are not grounded, then 
you are completely dependent on the other person mm -hmm. and you're dependent on that, you know, passion, you know, that is going to take you wherever it takes you. You have no control. And passion specifically named anger and rage. Mm. And yeah. so passion tends to come with that great amount of energy that, you know, is addictive. Anger is addictive. And, and then the resolution of that feels like a great high, but it goes away. So passion isn't necessarily a bad thing mm -mm. in a relationship, especially in the beginning of a relationship. It is essential. You know, it is that accelerator, you know, for that attraction force that a couple feels. And if it continues or if it is then paired up with dysfunction and, you know, a couple not working on their relationship and not building bonds and trust, then now that passion becomes really the addictive quality that keeps them together. So when we talk about the word bonding um, or tethering, forging, forging, coming right. together, if that if there's an issue in that part of the connection, and you'll know if you're in a relationship like that because you're thinking more about your relationship and your partner than your partner is. Mm, yeah. And you're chasing or you're waiting and you don't really know. And it feels like a game. Yeah. And you're not creating something with another person. You are filling in the blanks of certain information they give you and you're confused and you're wondering and you're just want to believe their words, but their actions don't go with that. Mm -hmm. That's a problem in the bonding, which leads to that anger, rage, passion that we were talking about that's dysfunctional. And I would say that if you are in a relationship like that and you're feeling all of that, that roller coaster, right, with, with passion being at the driver's seat here, then you didn't have an attraction force no. in the beginning of the mm -hmm. relationship. I mean, what attraction force we're talking about here is very balanced. It's very equal. It is this thing that brings two people together and they want to be together, this desire to want to be around this other person. It is typically, if you are in a dysfunctional type of pattern in a relationship, it started out imbalanced. Absolutely. It started out based in need. You had something that was painful that you wanted fixed and it temporarily was and then it goes away. And, you know, they use the word attraction in terms of particles as well in physics, right? Mm -hmm. So the laws of attraction, like attracts like, and opposites attract. Those are two interesting uh, laws of attraction. And that means that when they say opposites attract, they mean people on two end of actually the same continuum. So a dependent person is not attracted to an independent person. Right. They are attracted to an caretaker, a dependent and a caretaker. Right. A de dependent person needs someone to mm -hmm. take care of them. So and the caretaker needs. Right. And you think of the, I was just thinking of the magnetic poles, you know, mm -hmm. the north and south, they they come together but then if you have two south poles they repel each other yeah stop stuff from bumping into each other mm -hmm. and now let's take a little break to tell you a little bit more about our home study course called relationship 101 one of our passions is really to bring this work to everybody 
And a lot of times what we hear is one person in the relationship is wanting to work on it, the other one is not. And so this is a great way for you guys to get a taste of what it is like to work on your relationship in a fun eight date night video series to learn what you need to learn. Yeah, Relationship 101 consists of eight video modules, typically about 30 to 40 minutes long, with some discussion questions and exercises for couples to do together at the end. This is kind of a culmination of our work over 20 years and synthesizing all of the skills and tools necessary to create an amazing relationship. This online course consists of eight modules, which is five plus hours of course content. It also includes bonus resources, all designed to learn and grow together as a couple. It's fun, it's insightful, and gives you a great excuse to spend some extra quality time with your partner. All of this course content is valued at over $850. Currently now, it is priced at $387. And if you just go to go.couplesynergymethod.com slash relationship 101, it'll take you directly to the link. That's go.couplesynergymethod.com slash relationship 101. And if you're a single person, you can still benefit from it. So when we talk about this idea of bonding, then we want to also talk about inclination. Inclination, yes. Stagnation versus inclination. So when two things are balanced and they come together, they're actually going to create stagnation because they're equal. So if you bring 50 and I bring 50, and we meet in the middle, we're balanced. So if you think about, you know, like a ruler on a pole, if it's right in the center, it's, it's pretty stable. It mm-hmm. stays there. And stagnation is an important part of relationship. Certainty, can I count on you? Are you in this? Those are really important pieces. However, you know, we happen to live in a world where we're always trying to balance polarities, right? Hot and cold and black and white and all these things. And so balance which is good, and then leads to stagnation, which says, if you stay here, you will die. Yeah. Right? And that's just how life is. If you find a safe place and you go inside of it, great. Well, there's no food. So you can't stay there forever. You go. You have to go back out and get in the game, which is where we think about the word inclination. Inclination, right. And inclination, a particular disposition of mind or character, a tilting of something, the degree of deviation from the true vertical or horizontal. So it's a slant. It is a slant, and it doesn't cause motion or movement. It provides the opportunity for motion and movement. So the slant of a mountain is just there. It's just there. Now, if you are standing on the side of that mountain, there is a potential that you are going to roll down that that hill you're going to get moving yes (laughs) so when we pair this up with attraction force Mm -hmm. there is this attraction in the beginning of the relationship it provides an inclination it provides this opportunity for an environment for the couple to move and move forward and to grow and to become something to create 
And in mathematics, they call this the golden ratio. So the golden ratio is the least amount of off balance you need to be in order for motion to start to happen. So if we go back to this idea of, you know, the ruler on a pole, if it moves over a little, it might become a little unstable, but it might still stay there. Mm -hmm. But when it hits a certain point, 1.6 something, something, something is the golden ratio, it will fall and spiral and move in a, ver in a vortex type of way. That's how movement happens. Just like when you see water go down the sink and until it hits another force like the ground and then it stops. And so that is the potential of inclination within a relationship is to say, let's get moving again. Mm -hmm. And we have to get off center and we have to tolerate change and difference and it typically happens because... And you have to have a flexibility and a desire to change mm -hmm. and a willingness, you know, to want to stay together and work on things together. And that inclination is the part that pushes us. Mm -hmm. That says, I think there's potential here for even something greater, even though we're going to have to upset our stability and our certainty in order to, to grow and become more. So even though you might have this attraction force in the beginning, that doesn't mean or guarantee that your relationship is going to be a success or winning marriage down the line. What it does guarantee is an environment that is rich with potential for change and rich for a potential of movement and growth in your relationship together. So what about the disses? Right, the dis is the not, right? Distraction, detraction. There was another piece in attraction that there was an attractant. So an attractant is something that lures attractiveness. Mm -hmm. So in hunting, they use pheromones of an animal. Mm -hmm. And an in dating, right. right? We use pheromones in order to potentially draw someone in. Mm -hmm. And it has more, it's not the attraction force that we're talking about that just pulls you. It's something that sort of tricks you. So it can trick you in a way to help you find the positive or the negative, either way. Either way, right. Like I would say with you, one of the things that we did early on before we were dating is we talked a lot. And I was telling you today, like, that, you know, that wasn't like me. I didn't really sit around and talk to coworkers or particularly men. Mm -hmm. And you were saying something about why did you have a need to do that too? But we just did it. And it was months before we actually started dating. Um, and I think that was part of the attractant. I think that was actually part of the, the attractive force, attraction force, you know, that was there. This desire or want to spend time with this other person and want to talk you know, to the other person. So it's part of that attraction force, you know, and it provided that potentiality for the conversations to evolve and grow. Another concept we were talking about is joining up. Yeah, I think so that's another podcast, joining up. It, it be. might be, but I think I just want to just put a little bit of that in there, what that actually is. Yeah. So when a horse comes into a new place, they have to form a relationship. And they do that by pushing the horse to go away 
go away, go away, go away. And they look for a certain behavior. And then when they see that behavior, they turn their back and then the horse chooses to join up. And in particular, if you've been hurt in a relationship, which is certainly where we were coming from when we met, I would say that's maybe what we were doing is trying to figure out if this was something that was safe or something, you know, I hadn't dated a long time. You hadn't, Mm -hmm. um, and we were both pretty skittish and that helped us get more grounded. I would say. Yeah. By putting out, putting out there the past pain, past hurts, you know, the, uh, reluctance to open up again and to be talking about those things. It actually created, reinforced the environment of, trust and potential bonding, right? And that potential certainty that would be necessary, you know, in order for you to move forward and, and drop your guard and, and try yeah, to Yeah, if you had asked me out right that. away, I would have totally had a guard. Yeah. I didn't know you. I was like, uh. Right. I would have instantly just been like a no, hard no. Mm-hmm. So those are interesting kind of things. So what about detract? So if that's an attractant that makes it more attractive, right? Detracting and is this, pulling you off. Mm-hmm. Of and your this path. happens in long-term relationships. You get that disconnect can happen. Yeah. If what we need to have the attraction force is attention, we have to pay attention and we have to then respond to the thing that we're looking at. What would cause that to go go away what are the disses well detract i mean the definition mm-hmm. of that uh, is to diminish the worth or value of a quality or achievement or two cause someone or something to be distracted or diverted from so you're derailing someone mm-hmm. yep that's what you're doing well you're derailing yourself first and then in the derailing you move away from that which you were had that attraction force with because energy is movement. So if you go focus over here and you give this attention, whether it's too much work or too much whatever it is, then you're not taking that energy in where it belongs over here. And that will wear on that attraction force. And that's where people say that they're falling out of love. Mm, yeah, because you are distracted. Mm-hmm. And distract, the definition for that is preventing someone from giving full attention to something. So if you are distracted by uh, work, let's say, you know, you're putting in a lot, a lot of hours into work and to the point that you are not spending time with your spouse and not spending time with your family, you are distracted Right, work is pulling you, preventing you from putting all of your full attention to your marriage. We have a natural inclination for that. We have a natural inclination to do something that makes us feel pleasurable or grounded or certain. So we have that that conflict of need, like we have certainty, but we have variety. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, wanting to be liked wanting to be acceptable, but also wanting to be significant and stand out. Mm -hmm. So we're always on those poles. And if we're in a relationship that we're not getting approval, we're not getting significance, 
then we might go and try to ground ourselves in our work or in something else that makes us feel those things that we're not getting at home instead of coming home and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. And we distract ourselves and it feels better. It feels better for both people. So if that attraction force Mm -hmm. is imbalanced or starts to become imbalanced, right, where now it's not just this this feeling that's equal feeling between both people that both people are feeding, right? And they're using that to strengthen their bond and strengthen their trust and, you know, grow the relationship. And it starts to become imbalanced. And now one person is trying to attract the other person for attention and for energy. Then that's where distraction can come into play. So that's what you're talking about is inclination again, right? You go from balance yeah. to an incline where there's a potential movement, which we get scared with. Right. But potential movement in the right or wrong direction. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Just potential, right. which we don't like as people. Right. And so when we try to correct that, we get defensive and we do all sorts of things instead of tend to it and get stronger through it. That's where we had the potential also to screw it up. Which would push people to want to just be stagnant. Let's just do the same thing over and over again every single day. Right? But that, that's death. But that also leads to dysfunction as well. Mm-hmm. So the thing that we need, which is movement, the thing that we need, which is growth, brings about a potentiality of something better or something more painful. And that is a fear right? There's always this fear that my partner is going to abandon me or reject me. And instead of facing that, you know, utilizing that potential for growth, I'm going to distract myself. You know, I'm going to go towards things that are going to give me immediate pleasure. And it is not going to make me work on my marriage, work on my relationship, invest in it and continue to grow that attraction force. Yeah, that goes back to a podcast we did on our relationships natural. Do they just naturally happen? Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the reasons they don't, right? Because our inclination, right, is the the path of least resistance. So that says, well, I'm just going to distract myself and make myself feel good for this moment. Mm -hmm. But everything we do that does that makes us unhealthy Mm. and our relationships unhealthy and then everything that requires us to work at it i gotta go work out i gotta eat better i gotta talk to my partner it's maybe sometimes more painful initially but that leads to the strength of those bonds that we're talking about absolutely so we want to thank you for joining us today in our discussion about attraction force Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. I really like this topic. Yeah, this is a great topic. It It really is. It was fun to talk about. There's such a depth to it that we didn't even touch, but it was great. Yeah. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. If you'd also like to be considered as a guest on our podcast, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Home Study Course, 
the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Thank you.